So welcome to the You Are The Creatrix podcast with your host, Angie Litvinoff, and my wonderful guest, Wendy Battles, as part of the Belonging Season, cybersecurity awareness expert at Yale University by day. Wendy Battles pursues her passion for celebrating, illuminating, and elevating midlife and older women by night. So I've already got goosebumps as the host of the Reinvention Rebels podcast. Wendy interviews brave and unapologetic women, 50 to 90 years young, who have reinvented themselves later in life to see new possibilities. So this is from traveling solo around the world with a carry-on bag at 60, to running a global running in global marathons at 71, to launching a modeling career at 72. These women are boldly making their dreams as a, a priority and a reality. So Wendy shines a light on the notion that we can reinvent ourselves at any age or at any stage and is helping to disrupt limiting beliefs about the value of aging women in our society. At 58, Wendy is a reinvention rebel herself. Having reinvented herself many times during her life, including as a management consultant, voice actor and health coach, her most recent reinvention and the place where I met her is as a podcast host, and it's a far uh, is far her most rewarding um, uh, so far. So along her journey of greater self awareness, she's learned the art of living on purpose and embracing life with more joy, ease, and trust. Welcome with all my heart, Wendy. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, thank you. I am so honored to be here and be in conversation with you, Angie. I'm really really excited so with that in introduction in mind and all the reinvention that flows through your life tell us about your path wendy tell us about your life whatever it is that you feel like you want to share i'll start by saying that i think that it's possible for any of us at any age whether we're younger we're older we're somewhere in between to reinvent ourselves and to really do what i call living on purpose and I will tell you, Angie, that I spent most of the decades of my adult life trying to figure out what am I meant to do? That was the big question I asked myself in my 30s, in my 40s, and it took me until my 50s to honestly figure it out. So I believe that we should just keep trying, exploring, being curious. And I'll simply say that I've had many different jobs and careers over my lifetime. I've been very successful in doing those things, but I always felt like something was missing. Like I'm doing this job and I'm really good at it, but I feel like there's something more. And that's what motivated me to keep working and uncovering what did I come here on this earth to do? What is my purpose? Where do I shine? And how can I do that in a way that inspires other people because I got clear that it was about somehow inspiring people but I had many failed attempts along the way Angie it wasn't like it was a clear journey so I will say this that I got to where I am today as a podcast host feeling like I'm truly living on purpose being of service to others through the gifts and talents that I have I got to that by looking inside it's I feel like reinventing ourselves is an inside job and that we have a lot of the answers already. 
but we need to tease them out. Like a lot of other things, like it's in there, but we have to figure out how do I bring out my best qualities? So although you're speaking as a woman who's really lived, you know, you've really experienced so life on so many levels, I feel like exactly everything you said, I would love you to stand in front of a whole load of teenagers. I have a 16, nearly 16 year old son, so that they could hear your words of wisdom because there's so much pressure to fit in, right? Yes. And that actually what you're saying is, for, to me, the way that I interpret it feels the other way. It feels like, right, okay, so this is me. It's an inside job. What is my purpose, actually? And what is my offering and sharing? And what is what is my gift to myself? Um, rather than, am I going to be a great accountant or, you know, a wonderful supermarket manager or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, an HR expert or whatever it is? You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it starts from within is, is what I'm getting from you, what I'm, what, what I'm feeling. Absolutely. That is, that's exactly right. I do believe that we have all the answers we need. Not that it's obvious to us. Not that we're like, oh, my gosh, I already have all the answers. Like, it's not that it's that clear all the time. And certainly, I mean, as a teenager, I knew nothing. And it was filled with angst. And I know that you know, life as a teenager today is even more complicated than when I grew up, because we didn't have social media, we didn't have cyberbullying, we didn't have all of these things where we're comparing ourselves constantly to other people. So in that sense, it was easier to navigate. But it's just being a teenager period is hard in any era, because you only know what you know. And when I was a teenager, you only knew what you knew. And it was still complicated and full of angst and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And I just wish we could all have the wisdom that we have as we get older, but of course we don't, right? So we're all kind of navigating from where we are. But I think if we can surround the young people in our lives with some of our wisdom, and I know, Angie, that when some, when I was 15 and someone was trying to tell me something, I was like, whatever. Yeah, You know how that is? You can't hear it because, first of all, that person's old. What do they know? You know, so I think that we just aren't developed enough to even appreciate the things that people might try to tell us. But to your point, I think that when we can have conversations with our kids or our nieces, our nephews, you know, or young people in our lives and just share really authentically in a way that they can hear, try to like beat them over the head with it and try to teach them lessons, but just to kind of share about our experiences, I think it can't help but try to broaden their thinking as much as we can do that for a teenager. And so moving into that midlife, midlife stage. So, um, you know, uh, the, the messages that you, uh, the things that you talk about on your podcast as well, and the women you attract and the fact it's like 50 to 90, which is my, my stage personally, that sense of, Sometimes I feel a bit like a teenager, you know, right now, because it feels like um, it feels quite awkward at times because that you're kind of like transitioning. So that sense of transitioning and your reinvention, um, uh, uh, you know, message um, it really resonates with me and many, many people, men and women, you know, um, uh, because that that point at which there is the 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 you know the relationship to the past is actually it we are outgrowing so much but we're also trying to feel our way into who we're becoming 
Yeah, it's very true. It is a tough period, I do believe. And it's interesting because you're right. We have our kids that might be at different stages that need us in different ways. We may have aging parents as I do. My mom is 90 and for 88 years, she was incredibly healthy. What? The last couple of years, she hasn't been, and she's been sort of in a slow decline. So the trying to juggle her needs and the care she needs and coordinating some of the care for her. And, you know, it's just, uh, plus working and just the managing of a very hectic life, which many of us have juggling multiple things, trying to keep all those saucers in the air balanced. As women often do, we try to, you know, kind of keep it all working together in this, which is great when you can kind of have it perfectly balanced, but life is so imperfect and things happen all the time. And then, as you mentioned before, the changes are the menopause, hormonal changes, mood swings, all of those things kind of coming together. I feel like in middle life creates this perfect storm for being knocked off of our, you know, our, our, our flow often to get out of flow, to be confused, to be overwhelmed. I mean, there's so many different things that happen in midlife that we're trying to manage. So it is a challenge. It is a challenge. And I do think that's why it's so important for all of us, but especially women, because we always are overdoing, doing everything for everyone else not often creating enough space and time for ourselves. Or if we do, it's like a teeny tiny, like I'll just give myself a little bit while I try to help everybody else. So I think it's a bold move when we decide we are important enough in midlife. We are important enough to invest time in ourselves, which could be in a myriad of different ways. It could be that I'm committing to taking this class for belly dancing once a week for an hour because I love belly dancing and that's what I want to do. So it doesn't have to be, we have to spend 20 hours doing it, but I believe that when we can find something that lights us up in midlife, whatever that might be, big or small, that can often be the little key to unlocking other things on our path as we reinvent, expand, step into who we truly want to be. So it's a process. It's definitely a process. It's been for me and I'm and I imagine for you too as you step into your best self. I think what 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 um what uh I what makes what, what your words make me think about as well is the 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 way that we can then begin to discern what is a role that we have and what is truly you know uh, the calling that we have in our hearts to explore aspects of ourselves that do not relate to being in a role yeah absolutely absolutely and I think that that's interesting to kind of expand our thinking beyond I'm a mother mm -hmm. or I'm a wife or I'm an employee you know to to kind of think about well I am those things but I'm many other things and how do I how to combine those things in a way or embark on something completely new, yeah. you know, kind of throwing off those old identities or throwing them away. I don't want to suggest that because that makes it sound like oh, I'm done with that. And we're never done with being a mother. We're always going to be a mom 
if nothing else, right? Once we are, we always will will be that. So it's not that we're kind of throwing them off and saying, I don't want to do that anymore. But it is about our evolution and expansion, often beyond that into these new things. And what does um, what does belonging, the sense of belonging mean to you, either within yourself or within, I know it's a big question, <laughs> or, or, or within a, you know, within a wider context. Tell me about your relationship to uh, the themes of belonging a little bit. I know we're just going to just dip our toes today, but I would love to know. That is such a juicy question. Oh my gosh, I love it. Belonging for me, I, I would say it, it manifests in a couple of different ways. But one of the ways for me is having community. I do my best when I belong in many different ways. And for me, belonging means belonging at work, as in being part of a team. It means belonging in my community. And I am part of a Buddhist community, for example, where just amazing people from every kind of background you can imagine come together around this Buddhist practice. And it is such a, a compelling sense of belonging, especially in a world today where people are so isolated. Even before the pandemic, there was this sense of isolation, but certainly really has expanded so dramatically after being locked down for all that time, that I proactively have seek out belonging. I, I you know, I, I am a person that I love being with myself and I do appreciate time with myself, but I also feel like I need to be connected to people. I need to be part of something bigger than myself at the same time. So being able to be part of different communities to me, gives me a sense of belonging. And even now with the podcast community, for example, it's a whole different community, Angie, in a whole different way of, of belonging to something, but in, in a way to me that's so inspiring, where there are so many people that are so open and so warm and so welcoming to joining, you know, saying, hey, come do, come do this and let me tell you about this or let me tell you about what I did or how I expanded this. So that sense of belonging is so important, honestly, to my daily life. And it's not that every day I'm focused on every group I belong to or I'm part of, but what's that sense that we all have tribes and those tribes can help us grow, expand. They can help lift us up. I also think that in midlife, when we're open to not trying to have everything perfectly together. Like my life is so not perfect. It's so complicated as I'm sure yours is too and everyone listening and right, they're complicated in totally different ways. But I think in the past, I would try to make it sound like everything was so perfect. Well, I wanted to feel like I had it so together. And you know, some days, Angie, I really don't have it together. Some days, Angie, I'm ugly crying about whatever is going on. Some days I totally don't, act, but other days, of course, I have it totally together. So I think that part of that sense of belonging to me is being able to be our authentic selves and that when we can do that, so it's like I'm belonging to myself by being authentic, but also being being able to be authentic 
with others to me creates a really deep sense of belonging that vulnerability the ability to say well i don't really have it together and i need help that i think that deepens a sense of belonging with others and also you you know the way that you describe it really um makes me think about how we um we belong in different places as well and i think that's a very kind of expansive global you know sort of a way of looking at connection that it's you know the way that we identify is actually in different places we part of you know we part, parts of us identify with different things at different times and that sense of belonging that you you know the way that you experience it is you're talking about different communities and the the, the 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 complexities of daily life also I feel like you know if we have a if we have a group of people or what you call a you know what you've described as a tribe of people who get it who get that some days we're just not emotionally available some days we're going to be totally there 100% and more and anything in between and that sense that we are works in progress but also that we are evolving and changing and unfolding um, so that people around us can also respond to that connection, you know, and you really make me think about that with your words as well. Um, I wonder if we could go back to something that you touched upon at the beginning, which was about, about inner wisdom. Would you like to expand a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. I believe, and I've seen this from experience, it was my own personal belief, but I believe that we are, are wise beings and that within us we have so many answers to the questions we ask ourselves and i know we live in a world angie where people want immediate answers they want a, a, a solution to their problem right away you know so i think that people are impatient and they want to like take action but what I've personally experienced, and certainly and certainly with the Reinvention Rebels podcast, because I got to this podcast through meditation. One day I heard a tiny whisper, like a little whisper, Reinvention Rebels. I was like, what? I didn't even know what it meant. And because I've been in a period of sort of seeking, you know, I was in my period of like, what am I meant to do? Couldn't figure out my 30s or my 40s. I'm in my 50s now. I really want to figure out what am I meant to do. And so I already was in this space of being curious and asking myself a lot of questions. And I think that when we give ourselves space and time, when we can be more quiet and still, when we're not rushing around, multitasking, doing all the things we often do, when we can really kind of step back and be more still, that is when I believe we can tune in to the wisdom that often is bubbling up, but we're so busy, we can't even pay attention to it. We're not paying attention to it. And that is when it came to me. And, you know, when I heard Reinvention Rebels, I didn't know it was a podcast. I just knew that I was interested in being of service to others. I knew that I love working with women, which is what I'd done as a health coach, even though that that's a whole nother story about how I really failed at that and that didn't work out. But I also think all those failures and all the things that don't work out are often pointing us in the direction of where we're meant to go. 
And that's really what, what happened for me, that those were detours to steer me toward this bigger thing that is my mission. It is my purpose. And I got to that in that space of being quiet. And I simply tapped into this wisdom that exists within all of us. So that journey that you describe, you know, which which many of us, I mean, if not everybody, uh, will be able to relate to at times when, you know, particularly as we get older, we might look back and reflect or possibly even feel guilt or resentment or anger or regret about things that haven't worked out in the way that we would have ideally liked. But that also that that divine timing in terms of, well, um, you know, uh, they were expressions of something that were, uh, you know, part of our passions, but they don't have to disappear, like you were saying earlier. And at the same time, a preparation for uh, for what for what's really coming, the bigger uh, the bigger thing. And I think that is such an important um, and uh, yeah, just su such a sort of. Um, yeah, just just such an essential thing, just to connect with for a moment, just to take a moment to to digest that, because we do we do judge ourselves very harshly uh, often in life, and that that sense of well, there has to come a point in which we begin to have a greater level of understanding, and when you talk about the inner wisdom, it's like, and the stillness, which is key to accessing accessing that 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 profound connection to self um you know is is really key can you tell us a little bit i know i throw you some big questions soul and passion what do they mean to you in a nutshell <laughs> oh soul and passion in yeah. a nutshell oh my gosh <laughs> well you know i think that it all starts on a soul level especially as we're reinventing ourselves and I think that soul and passion are 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 linked so closely because I think if we are tuned into ourselves, if we are open to evolving, if we're leaning into our passions, if we're listening to our soul, then it's so much easier to live on purpose. And I'll I'll just share this really quick example. Because I always thought, well, you know, I've done a lot of public speaking over my lifetime and I've listened to tons of podcasts. And several years ago, I thought I could never imagine being a podcast host. I don't know what I'd even talk about. And I think it's really interesting, though, because when we can tune into our purpose and we're doing our soul's work, what we came here to do, then we can do it with such ease. I do this work with such ease. And I don't mean that it's not a lot of effort because it's a lot of effort of course as you know to produce a podcast it takes a lot of work behind the scenes it's a lot of pulling things together and all kinds of different skills so it's not that it's rocket science because anyone if they want you can have a podcast but i think that when we're doing work that we're meant to do and lights us up so the meant to do part our soul lights us up our passion when we combine those two things there's so much joy in what I'm doing. I'm not getting paid for it, but there is so much joy, Angie, in what I'm doing. I love it so much. And because I love it so much and because I'm doing it from this place of being of service to others, 
and really, uh, you know, to want to inspire women about what is possible by hearing other stories. It is so full of joy, this work. It is something I love to do, which is why I get up every day at 445, which seems incredibly early. But, you know, I do have a full-time job, so I have to have the time and space to work on this passion project that lights me up from within. So I believe that's what's possible. When we find that thing that we love so much and is aligned with who we are, it doesn't have to be so hard. And even like on social media, I love social media. And I know people are like, I hate social media, but it's all about finding our lane. When we're speaking from our heart, when we're doing it as a, from a place of service, as I see you doing with all of your posts, it's a totally different story. And that to me is combining our soul and our passion in ways that add more light to the world because that's what you do you add more light to the world and i believe that's what we all need right now like most world is dark and complicated and chaotic and uncertain we need more hope we need more light we need more people who are willing to be of service to others through inspiration and offering that hope so that soul and that passion to me help us get there and gravitating, as you say, to what lights us up. You know, I feel that if 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 we can all sort of go to, you know, uh, turn to that place or begin to begin to explore that, you know, that sense of yeah, that the joy there and the the sense of kind of being very unconditional with it too, because it's it's so much greater than kind of like the little components that, you know, we assume that life is made up of, you know, on a, on a day to day. Wendy, how can we get hold of you? How can we find you on social, on the socials and stuff? Um, I will, I will include some links, but just, um, you know, just uh, a couple of links would be great from you. Of course. Well, I'm everywhere. Just like you, Angie, I'm everywhere. <laughs> We get around, we get around, but <laughs> you can find me at reinventionrebels.com. That is my website. I'm also on Instagram, Reinvention Rebels, on Facebook, same thing, Reinvention Rebels, on Twitter, Rebels Reinvent, and also on LinkedIn. Oh, and YouTube too. I forgot about that. So you can find me, Reinvention Rebels. Wonderful. And I will include those links as well. So uh, if you haven't been able to kind of, you know, uh, remember them, because it would be I, I, I really hand on heart, thoroughly recommend that you uh, that you uh, listen to uh, Wendy's podcast. Thank so thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being my guest today. It's an absolutely wonderful. Just just absolutely bloody love you. <laughs> just really hey, my pleasure. This was so much fun such an honor and such a joy angie thank you for asking me to be a guest <laughs>